Well, kia ora and welcome to the Destinate NZ podcast. I'm Michelle Caldwell and it's great to have you listening today. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the domestic market and some of the changes and challenges we've noticed. But first, this is episode number 14. And apparently over 50% of podcasts don't reach 14 episodes. So I'm feeling pretty proud today. I've now been podcasting for seven weeks and I wouldn't have been able to do that without your support. I really appreciate you listening in, subscribing, leaving comments and reviews and sending me messages. And now that I've reached this milestone of 14 episodes, I'm definitely going to keep going. Although there will be a few little changes. From next week, I'll be dropping back to one episode per week and it will drop each Wednesday morning. My business has grown to the point I need to balance out my time a little more. But don't worry, I am committed to keeping this going. So anyway, on to today, the domestic market. Hopefully by now you've all had plenty of domestic visitors through your doors. I've been really fortunate to be working with some amazing operators right around the country who've been busy refocusing their efforts on the domestic market. And there's a few trends I've started noticing, so I thought I'd share them here. I'd be really interested to hear from you as to what you're seeing in your business too after this episode. So firstly, Kiwi travellers prefer to drive themselves. So we've seen this down south with the influx of visitors to the ski fields this season and the inevitable race for a car park. Something that isn't really an issue for the South Island ski fields when the customer mix is half Aussie in a normal year. But we know how much the Aussies don't like our snowy mountain roads and they tend to be much bigger shuttle users than the Kiwi drivers are. I've also seen this with some of my clients' businesses where they've offered pickups in the past and these are now rarely requested. So does this have an impact on the overall experience? In most cases it doesn't, but it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. And in most instances, I would imagine that some of you are welcoming the chance to take the cost of running transfers out of your operation at the moment. Now, if you're a day tour operator who's managing to thrive during this time, I'd love to hear your tips. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode the idea of putting a brewery or a winery stop into the itinerary. As we know, Kiwis love a tipple and it's always so much easier when you have someone else to drive you. But this isn't the only solution. There is the option you know, of relaxation when you don't have to drive, the idea that someone will know the way and all of the secret spots along the way and give you a good behind the scenes look at some of the places included in the itinerary. These are all welcome bonuses and this is where your value proposition and storytelling comes into play. One of the other things I'm noticing is that what you read online isn't always what translates into real life. Yep, shock horror, Facebook is not always full of facts. Yeah, there has been a lot of commentary around pricing in particular on the social media channels, but from what I can tell with the businesses I'm working with, this isn't what is happening with their customers. Now, yes, you can argue that some customers might take a look at a price and not even make contact with you, but this is where you really need to become great at selling your value. What problem are you solving for your customer? How are you going to make their day awesome? 
why should they give you their hard-earned money? You'll find that if you can provide that promised value to them, they will not hesitate to pay your price and probably even upgrade to some extra photos or merchandise too. It also comes back to being really clear about who your ideal customer is. If you want to drop your price and focus on deal hunters, then fine. But I would argue that these customers are not necessarily the ones who will become raving promoters of your business. And this is what you want, because the third observation is the importance of word of mouth marketing. Kiwi travelers love to listen to their mates. And in particular, our new New Zealander market is very much focused on word of mouth marketing. This has always been one of our most successful forms of marketing, as we all know, but it's even bigger with the domestic travellers. And I guess it comes down to the fact that we're a small country and very connected. Most of us have friends who live in other cities or towns and we rely on them for advice and ideas. I know that in the three weekends away that I've enjoyed since lockdown ended, I've leaned heavily on recommendations from friends and family, either directly or via their social media feeds. So how do you encourage this? Think about sharing your hashtags, how you can invite feedback or sharing of content and recommendations online in your business. Get active in the travel groups on Facebook. Engage with people who express an interest in coming to your region. Promote your business, but also promote your region. Don't just be the hard sell guy who pushes out information on your product. Be seen as an expert and you'll build trust with them, which will hopefully lead to conversion. The fourth thing I've noticed is this patriotic trend to supporting local. And this has been great for tourism. But it's more than that. How are you engaging with your local community to be seen as a local hero and one that they will support and recommend? Don't forget that locals also need a break. So why not encourage them to take one at home? If you live in a tourism town like I do, you'll know how important it is to have the locals on your side when the influx of visitors hits at holiday time. They will promote you in their retail shops, their restaurants, and to their visiting friends and family. A connection with your local community is now as important as ever. So what else? So this one is a little more worrying for me, and I've had this discussion with a few people over the past week. One of the things I'm noticing is that Kiwi's saying online, you know, I've had a weekend in Topol, for example. So that's it. We've been there. Where shall I go next? So this is a huge one for any of you RTOs listening in. As we all know, there aren't many places in New Zealand where you can spend a weekend and experience everything on offer. We all want repeat visitors now, and we need to work hard to give Kiwis a reason to return to our regions. And to our businesses, for those who have multifaceted businesses. It's been easy in the past to attract international visitors for a single visit, but this is now a very different mindset we need to adopt in our marketing to ensure that our regions stay relevant for different reasons and multiple visits. And let's face it, it could be a while until the borders reopen, so it seems like there's plenty of time for people to come back. So what are you doing in your business to encourage repeat visits? Have you got your CRM functioning well? Are you collecting customer contact information? Are you collaborating with other tourism businesses to come up with events, new combos or packages? 
Are you feeding ideas and content through to your RTO on a regular basis? All of these things you need to be thinking about if you want to be clever about repeat visitation. I'm sure you've seen some other trends in your business and I'd love to hear them. Feel free to share them on my Facebook page at Destinate NZ. Remember, we're all in this together and sharing ideas is a great way for us all to prosper. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place. The other thing to remember through all of this is that the work you do now in the domestic space isn't just helping you through these times with the borders closed, it's also setting you up for the future where you can have a diversified customer base and not be reliant on one market. And if you can convince the team of 5 million to love you now, think how powerful that will be when the international visitors arrive and start asking for advice on where to go and what to do. So I hope you've gained something from today and have some ideas to take into your business. Remember, this will be my last Thursday episode for now. From next week, I'll be publishing one episode per week on a Wednesday. So if you enjoy the Destinate NZ podcast, please share it with your colleagues and tourism industry friends. This all helps build awareness and keeps me going. And as usual, you can find me at Destinate NZ on both Facebook and Instagram or my website destinatenz.com. Well, have a great weekend, everyone, and until next time, kakite.